This podcast contains frank discussions about sex, kink, and BDSM. If you're a consenting adult who wants to learn more about these topics, then stay tuned. You're listening to Chief from kinkyevents.co.uk, helping you create the dom sub dynamic you've always fantasized about. We had a scene. We had a scene. Yay! My New Year's resolution is done. Wait, are we starting? Sure. <laughs> okay. Hello. It's. <laughs> Conversations with a Dom with Chief and Wano. Hi. Hello. Uh, we are talking about many things today, I guess. A bit of lamb, a bit, a bit about what we've been up to. Uh. <laughs> lamb, for those who don't know, is London Alternative Market. And we went for, it was your first time, I think I've been once before, but not to the workshops. Really? So, yeah, it's, a, it's an event that happened a couple of weeks ago. They have it every month, I believe. And it's essentially a set of stalls selling kinky stuff. And they also have a few workshops throughout the day. And then they have a play party in the evening. Although, weirdly, you're not allowed to be naked because it's in a public bar that's closed closed off uh, closed off for that evening. But they still have security cameras and things, so you're not allowed to be naked. But you can do... Impact play. Yeah, I think it's mainly impact play. Just, a lot of people know. dress up panties on sort of thing yes yes yeah. and what did, what was your experience of lamb did you it was good um it's a it's a nice nice venue first of all the venue makes you feel i don't know <laughs> excited and and fun uh it's in a bank vault that has been turned into a a bar so that's cool um very aesthetically pleasing and yeah, um, it was nice to see different uh, stall people and uh, different vendors. Vendors, that's the word. Yeah, and see what all these creative people um, get up to. Um, I've put in a request for an anal bead crocheted keychain. Mm. Do we have the Do we have the name? I, oh, I follow I them believe. on Instagram, but I'd have to open up my kinky Instagram. I, I think we should give him a shout out. I did take a photo on my phone of the QR code. It was my yarn fetish. Yeah. At my yarn fetish on Instagram. Go and check them out. Yeah. Made out Stuffies. of. Made out of wool. Well, crochet. I don't know what crochet. It, it could be like acrylic or wool. Okay. Yarn. That's yeah. the word. But regardless, um, she had these really lovely, massive, fuzzy anal beads crocheted. And I had seen them on her Instagram when I was checking out the vendors for Lamb. And I thought they were amazing. They looked like a great um, tactile, fidgety object or something. So I had sent her a DM and I was like, do you think that you would ever make the anal beads but in keychain size? Oh, so you'd message her before. I messaged her before the event. And so then at the event when I saw her, I was like, I messaged you on, on Instagram. And she was like, who are you? Who? No, she was like, yes, yes, of course. Yeah, so sure. She, so she, so she, <laughs> she said, had no idea who you were. <laughs> so she said that she'd she'd make some keychains. And so next time I go to Lamb, I'm expecting to see a couple crocheted anal uh, bead keychains. And I will buy one to support, to, I think you should email to support the vendor. I will obviously email, uh, send a message beforehand and just mm. make sure that she's going to be there. But it's it's great. I think it's it's good to support these small businesses 
of kinky folk that mm-hmm. are and creative folk that are serving and catering the kinky community, it's a good thing to do. It's good that we have a space to be able to <laughs> purchase that sort of stuff uh, in person instead of just online. Um, Etsy is great, but it's nice to be able to interact um, in person and have that as well. So there are vendors, um, drinks and food, obviously, from the bar and then workshops. Mm. Yes. Um, so there's an intro talk to people who are new to lamb about about lamb and history, a bit of history. The rules, they were very clear that you, uh, no photos were allowed in the venue, which I thought was great. Unless you're taking like a, a photo of the QR code, I guess. Even though no one was naked or anything, they were very, they were very firm on that, which I liked. Because, you know, people were dressed up and you don't want to be, uh, m- most, most kinky events would not let you take photos. So it's, it's good that they... Um, did that and then there was uh we went to talk by Deb. the kink shrink the kink shrink i think her name was deb yes and she was answering questions about she's a uh, kink therapist i forget her official title but she's been doing it many many years and she was taking questions from the audience of about i don't know it's about 30 people there about anything related to kink and her experiences with it we will try and get her on the podcast that's it'd be great to have her as a guest but i'm sure she's very busy so we shall see it was really interesting though Mm. i learned a bit and also it was nice to hear to be like validated in the things that i that i thought you know like when someone repeats something that you're like oh that was that was kind of what i was thinking anyways Mm. like when someone repeats something that you're thinking (laughs) stop (laughs) anyway (laughs) Uh, no, she was great. She was great. Um, yeah, I learned something. I learned that hitting someone is not legal. So in uh, this country, okay, <laughs> and in America, no. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, well, obviously, her. She was talking mainly about the UK. But if you, if any, most BDSM practices, if you're involved, if you're doing impact play, let's say you bruise someone, even if it's very lightly, even though they've given consent, you could still be charged for it. Which is quite scary. In the UK, yeah. impact play of any form is um, illegal. Mm. Which is absolutely why, if you're going to do this stuff, do it with someone that you trust. Because as a dom, if they go to the police and say, hey, he hit me or she hit me, there's no, uh, you can't say, hey, you know, she consented to it. And, and I've even got, I think they said, even though it was. Obviously, if you have a whole history of messages, then you might be okay. But still, technically, that's just giving consent, which still doesn't make it legal. So, yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, we are breaking the law. Mm -hmm. Breaking the law. Well, I'm breaking the law. (laughs) You're not breaking the law. You're the victim. But, well, no, think (laughs) of any time that I've smacked your bum in jest. It's breaking the law. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, I get. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Is Where's it the just, line? Is it if if it, if it just injures, leaves a, a mark? I think so. Yeah. Hmm. If it. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, interesting. Anyway, that was lamb. That was lamb. Yes. Um. We didn't stay for the party. No, I didn't. I didn't really. So impact plays all right, but it's not. It doesn't like super get me turned on. And it was. We'd been there like four or five hours anyway. So and there was no nakedness, so nothing to really watch. <laughs> so it wasn't. I would like to stay for a party maybe um, sometime in the future mm. just because it's nice to be able to have the supplies available to you and have 
like a St. Andrew's cross and a spanking bench and all that sort of stuff laid out true, true. already. I love a St. Andrew's cross um, and there's not one currently in this space. So having one there at Lamb that we could use mm-hmm. would be fun. Yes, very true. Very mm. true. But after Lamb, didn't we come back and do a scene? Was it that night? It might have been. I don't remember when it was, but yes. Yeah, we have done a scene. So my New Year's resolution is checked Takes. off. What is it? That, what date is it now? 22nd. One scene Yay. in 22 days. Go us. I think we've had technically two scenes because I also um, was punished. I was spanked. Mm, staying uh, up late. Really hardly <laughs> i was well, it was definitely breaking your, the law that was your <laughs> fault for being i um, know a repeat were, offender well no not just that you were just saying on discord you were going on about how oh, oh i'm so worried i'm gonna be spanked <laughs> so i thought i'd give you an extra hard, well it was make it, sure it, that was, it, it was obviously it was obviously purposeful i was taunting a little bit but also just trying to drum up some interest on discord but it was good it it hurt i'm not going to say that I enjoyed the Sphinx, but I did on some level. And that's a common uh, topic that gets brought up often on like Discord or on Reddit saying, how do I find a punishment that my sub isn't going to like because they like impact play or they like to get spanked? I think it's okay to like the punishment that you're getting, even if it hurts, It like, but you like it on some level. I still think it's a valid punishment um, to to be spanked even if you like it i still think that counts as a punishment so sue me but i feel like i always see doms saying i need to find a new punishment that my sub doesn't like Mm. you know they don't want the sub to like it at all i mean the whole fact that you're in a dom sub dynamic in the first place means that you do like the idea i mean like if if your dynamic involves punishments you do like the idea of being punishment of being punished on sub level Mm. so trying to find some punishment that the sub absolutely detests and hates i think is a kind of missing the point of the dynamic in the first place yeah there's so i mean there's so many punishments you could do there's Mm. literally so many Uh, but they've got to be the thing about punishments is they've got to be they've still got to be consensual so for example i could say as your punishment you've got to go and stand in the street naked but that's one that's illegal i think mm-hmm. probably mm. and two you weren't you haven't consented to that it's not something that you would you would do so that for me that's a hard limit also that's that brings up other people into that so that one's perhaps um less of a good uh example because other people haven't consented to seeing me naked yes. in the street yes okay but i don't know something like ice yeah Something that, you know, get in get into a bathtub of full of ice. No. Right. That that is a punishment in a torturous way, in a in a like a, a fit, an actual torturous way, not something that you've consented to. I now don't know, some but subs might like it. Also I mean sports people do it all the time. So Yeah, but <laughs> maybe if you're a sports sub then you'd you'd like it, but you don't like it, so you no. you've not consented to that, so I wouldn't do that. Yeah. So when when the Dom when you as a Dom say, Oh, I need to find a punishment that my sub doesn't like it's not just that they don't like it's a punishment they've consented to which means on some level they're okay with it and but they don't like it so much that it's really really pleasurable so it's a bit of a weird 
But spanking can also turn me on. And I think that's also a lot of dominance points is that they're like, spanking turns on my sub. So they find that spanking is a suitable punishment. And I say bullshit to that because i think you can still feel the pain of the spank and still hate the pain of the spank because ouch those spanks hurt the other night i was i was wiggling and wriggling and trying to get away and but i wasn't actually trying to get away because i've consented to this idea of a punishment of being physically hit to in our dynamic because i like what it does to me mentally and also physiologically. Mm-hmm. So it's this really weird space because like they hurt. And actually, I at one point I was like, you need to switch up the, the yeah, butt you cheek. Used, just used I, I yellowed. yellowed. I yellowed. Mm. I'm, I'm like, switch that butt cheek because like if you keep on going with this one, I'm going to be hurt too much. And it's not going to be a punishment that I am enjoying anymore. But not enjoying like that. Mm. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. it's this really weird space consenting well, enjoy, to being punished you can enjoy being i like being disciplined yeah it's it's a weird i'm trying to think of an example and it's I like, like if you if you uh this is probably a bad example but if you have to do an exam at school no one really likes it but you kind of get a sense of satisfaction if you know the answers and you're, you're yeah. doing well in it yeah but you wouldn't choose to do the exam but when you're doing it you kind of enjoy it on a weird level yeah yeah, no, I think that's that's a that if works. You're good at it. <laughs> <laughs> but you've consented it, so yeah. 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 So but yeah, those spankings hurt. I consented to it. We they did. still hurt. They still turned me on because you were you were acting dominant and everything, and then we went on to have some really good sex. Um it was great. But it it was a punishment, and I know that next time I break that rule deliberately. Um, without any sort of mitigating circumstances that the punishment will last even longer mm-hmm. or be even worse yeah and i'm still okay with that because i i need that sort of rem- reminder i'm really bad with bedtimes so knowing that the threat of a punishment is there is good for me and my mental health and my well-being because it's something that i want to to have happen or to ha- have not happen so having the threat there is that good. Mm. Anyway, be enough of a threat to make you. It makes me think twice. Yeah. There we go. And in that instance, when I was kind of taunting you on Discord, I had thought I knew that it was going to result in a punishment, but I was also like, you know, what? I accept the punishment in this case, and I know that it's bad for me to be staying up late, but I also wanted to be able to catch up with my friend and I also had it was important to have that conversation so Mm. I had accepted the punishment knowing that I was going to be punished and I had also let you know that I was I could have just told not said anything and you wouldn't have known I had stayed up late Mm. Mm. so I was being accountable and seeking out the punishment this is a a question that I see I saw it on discord recently or I'm paraphrasing but when was is there any mitigating circumstances where if you set a rule and it's not, and it's broken. That the dom shouldn't give out the punishment. Uh, I, like if your bedtime is eleven p.m. But I, but my mother lives. Happened, my yeah. mother lives seven hours in the past from me. <laughs> There's a time difference. I mean, um, and I need to have conversations with my mom sometimes. And with our schedules, sometimes the only time we can speak is late at night for me. 
Um, and in those instances, I don't consider it breaking the rule. I do try to cut off our conversations beforehand. And actually, last time we or spoke, ask. you ask me sometimes. Yeah, or I'll ask. I'll be like, I'm I'm speaking to my mom tonight. And then you know that that's going to last until three in the morning. Yeah. There you go. So, but like, I, I actually, when I was speaking to her last time we spoke, I let her know. I'm like, look, I'm actually trying to get to bed before 11 tonight. So I'm like, well, so we need to try to keep this short. And I think I ended the call at half past 11, mm. which is quite good for us. That's good, actually, because you, because before you wouldn't have said that, whereas you, you're now... It's, you're putting your own well-being first, mm -hmm. which is good. Yeah, because we can always call another time. In that instant, we could, you know, it wasn't a very important conversation mm. to have. It was just connecting. So, anyways, well, I think so, that's the that's the difference between because some uh, some people would say, well, that's that's too that's a soft dom, right? If you're if you set a rule and you don't, uh, and the subject says, oh, you know, I I I should have an exception because of X Y Z. Then if I'm as, as a dom allowing it, then I'm, I'm a soft dom. But that's just the style that I like. There might be some hardcore doms out there who are super strict, but I, I don't think there are. I don't, I don't think, I'm not sure subs would necessarily want to be in that kind of relationship with someone who never gives them any exception and is, is because again, what, what's the purpose of the punishment? The, pur the purpose of the punishment is to help you. It's not for me as the dom to get some, well, I'm not that sadistic. So I don't get some sort of sadistic thrill out of punishing you. Some doms might. So the purpose of the punishment is to help you and make sure that you go to bed on time because that's something you said that you wanted. And that's why mm -hmm. we made it rules. So the rules for your benefit, not mine. But you've got to take into other things. Like you might get a lot of benefit from speaking to your mum because you get, you know, um, your family and relationships and they're all very important. So if, if I was like, no, you can't have an exception. You, you've got to go to bed at 11 then I don't think I'd be doing my job as a dom. Mm. So I don't see it really as being a soft dom. I see it as being a looking out for the sub, right? And and helping helping you and knowing why the punishment exists, knowing why the rules exist. And so there can be exceptions. Yeah, I think that's a good point. So anyway, then what happened? The spreader bar. <laughs> was that the same? That... I thought that was the same night, was it not? I don't know if that was, was the, the same night. Day. I think that's that's when... We had two different things because yeah. we had really good sex that time after this spanking, but we also had the spreader bar scene that we did. Yeah, so we got a new. Well, it's it's quite. I like this position. It's it's a, sp a spreader bar on your between your ankles. I'm sure everyone knows what a spreader bar is. It's just a bit of a metal rod with cuffs on either end, ankle cuffs in this case. But then I tie a rope around the middle of it, so you're on your back on the bed. Spreader bar. I tie the rope around the middle of the spreader bar and then oh, we don't have a hook in the ceiling yet we need to get one yeah. but there's a there's a like a hook on the window sort of so I, there's a velux pull down handle for yeah the window. so i loop the, i loop the thing through that and it but, really doesn't technically hold no it doesn't if you, if you so your legs are sticking straight up in the air but i have to kind of stick them you have up to hold them up because if you pull bit. them down the, the velux window opens. And then, <laughs> It's a makeshift dungeon, but yeah, yeah in the attic. No, but, we definitely need a hook. But what's great about it is it keeps your legs apart, mm -hmm. but then it also lets me go down on you because yeah. you're fully exposed there. Yeah, and I can't really get out yeah. of it. Did I tie your hands up as well? I can't yeah, you did. Mm -hmm. There's a little, nice little handcuff above my head yeah. situation. Yeah, so that's good. Mm. Well, the cuffs, the cuffs, I don't know what it is about 
whoever makes these things, the cuffs are always too big. Yeah. I think, I don't know how many pairs I've got, maybe five pairs of cuffs, but on every different set. None of them fit They're me. always too big. It might just be that you've got super small wrists, maybe. But... I don't know. It feels I... like they're built for men. Like the, mm. even they're probably too big for me as well. They're they're huge, and even on the tightest setting, they're not too big for you. You'd you'd be fine. But I think the issue is that them. like they fit around my wrist loosely, but like they start pulling on my hand. If I if I put any sort of like if I start struggling at all with the cuffs, um, if they're above my head or something, like they start pushing against my my hand, which is actually. One of the things that is not supposed to happen um, with cuffs because that's really bad for your nerves mm. and circulation because you start cutting it off that way with that like they're quite pulling. soft though as well. They're soft, yeah, yeah. And I don't, I try not to struggle that much in them. It's more just the psychological idea mm. that I I am tied up with handcuffs, even though these are handcuffs that I could literally just slip out yeah. of. Yeah, because I could slip out of them. That's a good point as well. Like the bondage, you don't actually have to be. In fact, it's safer if you can get out, of course. It, 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 if you're starting out, you don't actually have to make them super tight and actually restrain the person. You can, there's so much, so much of it is psychological. You can get those quick cuffs too, that are like literally, it's that like silicon yeah, cuffs that silicon. you can, you can, they have to stretch to be put on and then you can obviously pull them off yeah. yourself. So like that, that's the same sort of psychological play. You mm. are technically in handcuffs, but like not really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, it. I mean, some people will definitely want to be restrained, and I definitely have restrained you sometimes. But you, oh yeah, you haven't been able to get out. Yeah, um, which is also fun. But it takes longer, and it's hard to do in the middle of a scene. That's I think that's the thing. Mm. So I've had lots of subs come to me, or has it's been asked in the Discord, or I've seen it online, where subs are trying to date um, an online date specifically and finding it really difficult as a submissive looking for a dominant partner online. I've been there. I've done that. And I agree that it is really, really challenging to try to navigate the world of online dating when you are a submissive looking for a dominant partner. So because of that, I'm going to do a little short um, webinar on some tips and tricks of like my experience um, in the online dating world when I was actively looking for a dominant partner Um, because I tried normal online dating. I tried normal online dating when stating explicitly that I was a submissive looking for a dominant partner. And I also tried kinky online dating, um, kind of sugaring. Which, I mean, yeah, I have thoughts on that. I have thoughts on all of that. So I'm going to make a little webinar. Um, so look up, look out for that mm, in the future. Like a 90 minute video yeah. sort of thing where you, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. going to be talking through some, some And hopefully, points. hopefully there are some good takeaways. Now, hopefully some other submissives will find the information that I have to share in that webinar useful in their own online dating uh, experience. Because it's, it's really tricky. Mm. Um, online dating is already really difficult um and once you add a bdsm component or power exchange relationship like ideal that you're looking for once you add that into the mix there are some very unique um challenges that are added on top of an already difficult experience Mm. yeah 
Mm, so if that sounds of interest, head over to kinkyevents.co.uk. Uh, there are various forms, email sub- submission forms on the website. If you sign up to any of those, you'll go onto the mailing list and we will alert you when that comes out. Uh, or you can join, well, and I think, <laughs> and you should join the Discord server. So if you go onto the Kinky Events site again, and if you look for, uh, there's a tab in the navigation menu that says join the community or the community and you can apply there. Uh, we don't take everyone. We, we, we want to make sure that you're, we do vet people to make sure that they're, they are who they say they are and that they understand consent and that they're going to be a decent person to have on there because we want it to be a very friendly space and, um, everyone to get along. So, uh, yeah, we do. I do reject some people, but on the whole, if you know if you know a little bit about what you're doing, I'll let you in. And um, and you can follow instructions. So many people do not read the form, so please read the form when you're filling it in. Because if you don't follow the instructions, I will just it's decline automatic, you automatically. Automatic. Yeah, I mean, it's really. I think consent is kind of about following instructions. Um, well, if you can't very, read a basic form, exactly, then I can't trust you to read have yeah. read the guidelines or the you know are going to follow instructions in the community so it's, yeah so if you're wondering why test. you were rejected you probably didn't follow the rules yes Ta-da. yeah sorry okay. no it's true it's <laughs> true it's true it's true um so yeah head on to kinky events we will announce when we release that webinar it will be coming shortly it'll be coming shortly yeah hopefully in the next week or so yeah yeah um, but there's still the book. There's the book for doms. There's the course for submissives as well on there. And there's a Shibari course as well. So all your needs, all your kinky needs met. <laughs> if there's anything else, any other courses or information you think we should um, produce, then do let us know because it's hard to keep coming up with ideas. So email us. Speaking about coming up with ideas. Yes. So there's this funny thing or this fun thing, this interesting, controversial um, thing that has come out recently uh, on the interwebs. I don't know how controversial it is. It's very controversial. Mm. It really is. Chat, chat GPT. GPT. So if you've, unless you've been under a rock for the last month, or you will have heard of Chat GPT, which is OpenAI's new AI chatbot, and uh, people have been lo- having lots of fun with it. So we wanted to put some questions about kink into it and see what it would come up with. So the first thing we asked it. Uh, and we're going to read out. We're going to read out the answers, and we're going to uh, discuss whether we think they're good answers or not. Um, so we put: What five things should someone wanting to try dominance and submission know when starting out? Do you know what? I should have put it in, and I should have asked you without you seeing mm-hmm. it, and then we could have compared your answers. We should have, but we didn't. We'll do this first one. So five things: um, communication is key, safety is a priority. Consent is mandatory, learn about BDSM, and gradual progression. There are also sentences. Yeah, it's done sentences. So communication. (laughs) So it says, it is important for both partners to communicate openly and honestly about their desires, boundaries, and limits before engaging in any BDSM activities. Agree? Agree. Anything you'd add? Um, Yeah, communication is hard. It is. Communicating openly and honestly about desires is really difficult. Think about think about some fantasy you've had. You might be, you might be shocked by it yourself, and then having to say to your partner, "Hey, I had this fantasy about X, Y, Z." It's hard. It can be really, really tricky. So, if you struggle with that, then 
yeah, you need to get better at that. Also, communicating, sorry, but communicating in general is really difficult. I think it's... <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> say, easy for you to say. <laughs> uh, but think about how often it is that we leave something out or we maybe bend the truth or something in our normal everyday speech just because it's easier that way or we are feeling threatened somehow or we don't want to be perceived in a certain way uh, there are already communication issues at play in general everyday speech mm. so it's i think it um adding bdsm component to that highlights that challenge 100 percent agree probably the hardest part of bdsm i'd say but the most important the one that we talk about literally all the time like what is our number one thing that we recommend in any article on kinky events or in all the courses literally it's all about communication that is i'd say that's the number one thing that is suggested yeah. if you really, really want to bring kinky events down to its like core it's like communicate with your partner yeah you stupid person and that yeah. includes us yeah there's, a, a, there's, there's there are a few exercises you can do to help but ultimately you just have to do it <laughs> you just have to practice it and do it um and it is difficult yeah, yeah difficult. we're not we're certainly not um expert communicators no no but we try you try that's all you need to do trying and get better as long as you're getting better and improving then it's good yeah. Okay. Number two is safety is a priority. BDSM activities can be dangerous, so it is important to learn and practice safe techniques and to have a safe word in place to stop the activity if necessary. Agree. Agree. Yeah. Consent is mandatory. All BDSM, BDSM activities should be consensual and all parties involved should understand and agree to the activity before it takes place. Agree. Agree. The one, um, there was a good discussion on Discord about implicit and explicit consent. Micro and macro consent. Explain more. Oh, you explain more. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I I hadn't really saw the, saw the bit about micro and macro. To me, well, implicit and explicit. So if we had a rule, we have a free use rule, right? So it means I can basically have sex with you whenever. And that was explicit. You were explicitly giving me that consent. So therefore, if you are sleeping and I want to have sex with you, in that moment, I have implicit consent because you haven't explicitly said in that moment I've mm -hmm. got consent. But the, 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 I guess the macro consent has covered that micro interaction. Yes. Now, again, that can be dangerous because it's like when a sub says, you can do anything to me. I want you to dominate me. You can do anything. If you say that, it's one of the biggest, it's my biggest pet peeve with subs, actually, or if um, if someone says that, because you are then giving macro, you're, you're giving consent for the dom to do anything to you. And that's probably not what you meant. That is 100% not what yeah, you meant. Because they may have some, they may in, like knife play, they may involve, like cutting, they may like needles, and you've given them consent to do all that to you. And you're probably not into that. So this is why it comes back to the first point, communication. Make sure you as a submissive and you as a dom know exactly what you like and be as specific as you can. So you might say, 
you know, you can use me whenever you want. You can have sex with me whenever you want, but you're not allowed to do it between the hours of X and Y when I'm sleeping or anywhere but the shower because I'm worried I'm going to fall over or, you know, be really, really explicit. Um, But as a beginner, I would say when you're starting off with a new partner, just always go for the, the micro consent. So every time you are, make sure you get consent for everything you are going to be doing. But added to that, added to that, it's tricky because you don't want to be, it do, you don't want to be so micro that's like, can I, can I kiss you? If it's a, if it's a first date and you've not kissed them before, sure. But if you've kissed them, like for, you've been going out for a month, you don't want to be asking them, can I kiss you each time? Right. So there's, it, it, it's tricky. In that case, it's about nonverbal consent in mm-hmm. a way, because the fact that they're sitting next to you and they're close to you and you've kissed five minutes earlier and you know they're leaning into you and you're chatting and they're smiling that it's all body language that is saying they are giving you consent to do that but even as i'm saying that that is a massive danger because a lot of people are not very good at reading body language and i've seen a lot of guys who are like oh she looked at me so she must be interested Mm -hmm. in me so it's a really really tricky area so i'd say once again if you're if you're at the beginning of a relationship, just always just just ask for consent for everything, pretty much. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's really, really it's a really tricky point. I don't think. What's funny is that I don't think consent gets talked about enough outside of BDSM dynamics. Because if you think about a normal relationship, they're still having to navigate these consensual issues, and often they never explicitly discuss their consent Mm -hmm. you know like which is mind-boggling but also just so i think prevalent um in non uh kinky dating situations Mm. so where do you yeah where's the line what do you need to get consent on what don't you need to get consent on is it enough to just read body language um and non-verbal consent cues Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't have all the answers Mm. um i think to boil it down when you are just starting to play with a partner uh it can be overwhelming to think about all the possibilities where you would need to give consent to specific activities and it may be easier in those instances to limit your consent to your top three absolute yeses and be like, I absolutely love all the time to, I don't know, be kissed with my hair being pulled. Like that is an absolute yes. Go for it. You know, I will instant panty drenching is is eminent, you know, like, uh, like it's easy to pick your top three yeses as well as your absolute hardcore knows mm. um it's really just a sex menu boiled down to the to the, the li- either limits yeah yeah extremes yeah. yeah either extreme yeah and just again just because someone's consented to something in the past doesn't necessarily mean they've done it again but you know we've known each other what four years four, three three and 
Three. Bit, yeah. Three in a month. Yeah. So, <laughs> and we and we discuss it a lot. So, um, yeah. Yeah. You got to be. Just keep discussing it. I d- we don't know the answers. We don't know the answers, but we do know consent is very important, and and you will f- you will figure it out with your partner. All right, next one. Learn about BDSM. It's important to educate yourself about BDSM. Well, you are because you're listening to this podcast. It doesn't say that. I added that bit. Um, uh, including the different types of activities, techniques, and safety precautions before starting. Yep, 100%. This is what we are aiming to do. We're trying to educate people about BDSM, specifically about dominance and submission, and to make it more accessible to people because it's we've, we've kind of talked about all the scary stuff, but it's it's not doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be this this really strange thing that you have to dive fully into or can just do a bit you can absolutely start with just a little bit which comes on to the final point from chat gbt gradual progression is important to start slow and gradually increase the intensity of the bdsm activities rather than jumping into more intense activities right away definitely so someone actually asked this they they um i think they i can't remember if they sent me a mess an email or it was on discord but they were like hey my my um my dom is we haven't done anything. We haven't done anything because my dom is busy planning our first scene. And they were so wrapped up in getting it right and making sure the scene was perfect and l- listing it all out and everything that was going to happen that the they were just overanalyzing it. And so they'd never got around to actually doing anything, even though it was their first, their first thing. So BDSM does not have to, a scene doesn't have to be this complicated thing where everything's planned out. It can just be the smallest thing of dominance. It could just be regular sex, but with a blindfold on or a bit of hair pulling, you know, don't don't go into it fully and try and plan this really elaborate thing with every single toy under the sun and every single kink thrown in because it's more likely to go wrong and you're going to overthink it. Start slow. Um, last night you... I said a little dominant thing really casually. It was really mild, not even involving sex at all. And you don't even know what we, you're like, what? What did what I say? What what did I I say? say? Um, I'll write it down. Let me <laughs> you're like, <laughs> I want you to take my bag upstairs and start laying things out. Oh, yeah. There you go. Is that um, BDSM? Uh, but no, sorry. I'm, I'm trying to trying to say well, like it is. Yeah. it is, it is. But like that wouldn't. I wasn't trying. It was. It's just. Well, I on some level I did know that you enjoyed it. Yeah. Because otherwise I wouldn't have told you to do it. But it wasn't to be sexual. No, no, no. Know. Yeah, but I'm saying like, like it's it's such a small mm. thing. Like, and it may not even sound like BDSM on some level, even though it is because it was not like a request. It was like a. It was a command. A command. Yeah. yeah. Go do this. And I did and went and, and did. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So, you know, yeah, you don't it's have not to... a scene. It's not a, it's not leading to anything. It's just a command that I, that would, was helpful to me. Yeah. So there are lots of those little things that you could start implementing into your dynamic if you're wanting to take bdsm out of the bedroom and you have no idea how to do that something like that you know is um obviously getting consent beforehand that that this is a sort of activity that your submissive likes to do to be commanded yeah don't just don't just give them commands again we had consented to this kind of stuff 
But I didn't have implicit consent in that moment. No. I didn't say, hey, I'm going to give you a command. Is that all right? It's because we'd agreed beforehand that I know you like that kind of stuff. So Yeah, exactly. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, the chat, chat GPT has, has done well, we think. Obviously, it's going to give you the high-level answers, maybe not all the nuance, but but it's um, it's quite interesting. Should we ask it something else? Okay, so the question number two, as we've just been talking about commands, I've just put in what commands would be good for a dominant to give their submissive in a power exchange relationship? Give 10 examples of which some can be given remotely. So it's it's typing out the 10 here. Now, these this is probably one of the flaws again because it's you have to be really specific about what you ask it. It's just giving really short commands. <laughs> these are number one, kneel down. Number two, stand up. Number three, strip. Number four. <laughs> Sorry. That's the shortest command. Number four, crawl to me. Number five, address me as sir slash madam. I like the fact that it's 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 got the Dom being a male or female there. It's good. It's clever. Number six. Um, oh, I, it's, it's also come up with a warning that I violated their content policy. Oh, no. Mm, I don't want to get banned. Um, number six. Call me by my chosen title. Number seven, submit to me completely. <laughs> Number eight, okay, obey someone, my someone, every command. It's like someone said that. Come on. It's like erotica. It's like erotica. Someone yeah. writing erotica. Number nine, write a letter of apology. Ooh. Number ten, send me a, a photo of yourself in a specific outfit. So they're not terrible commands. I, I mean, mean the, submit to me completely is a terrible. Yeah, yeah. Command. It reminds me of the light like, you haven't seen it in American Pie, where he, she, he's he. He's in the car and he goes, suck me beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but these first, these first four command, they're, we, we would say they're permission command, uh, position commands. So I've got an article on this about in, um, inspection scenes. So this is where you are, I give you the positions and you adopt the positions. That's quite, mm-hmm. that's quite fun. But again, chat GPT doesn't really know the context. So just saying someone kneel down is a bit... You've got you've got to practice it, and you've got to know what how they want you to stand or be for that. Um, but yeah, the rest submit to me completely. Call me by my chosen title. I mean, sure, it's a command, but you would have agreed that up front. Address me as sir, madam is exactly the same thing. Obey my every command. Yeah, no. Write a letter of apology. That can be. That's I've done that before for a punishment for you. Mm. Do you remember? It wasn't a whole letter, but you had to write. I'm sorry. On yeah, a, like. 50, run 100 times, something. Some, no, no, it was uh, just the first amount. time, the first time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you were just naked like, and you yeah, had some photo of you down. holding a bit of paper saying it. Yeah, that was actually really tricky because mm-hmm. my room was a mess. We had just started out like chatting to each other. Yeah. I wasn't feeling totally comfortable with, I don't know, the, the you know, like it was still in the very early days. Of body image issues, so it was actually actually extremely vulnerable to t- try to, to take a photo that I could send and feel sexy. Taking the photo, hide the bits that I didn't want to see, hide the clutter in my room. Also, take it within the time frame mm-hmm. that you, I think you said you have five minutes mm. or something like that. So I was like, shit, and so I'm like having to like take multiple photos because also. Don't know if you've tried, but it's actually really difficult to take a selfie of you holding a piece of paper, kneeling naked. Mm. It, you have to actually set up the camera with a timer and get into position. It's hard. Yeah. 
Yeah. It was good for you. Did well though. Mm, thank you. you. Did very well. Yeah. So yeah, these commands are all right. I mean, the it does actually say the I didn't read the following paragraph. It came out with it says it's important to note that these commands should be discussed and agreed upon by both parties before they are given. It's important that the submissive is comfortable with them and has the right to use a safe word if they feel unsafe or uncomfortable. Also, the commands that are given remotely should be agreed upon and should be used in the context of the relationship. Oh, that's good. It's good, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I had, um, it, there was an interesting discussion again on another article where I'd said, I think I'd put a punishment, which was something like mm, rough anal or, or yeah, anal. I remember this. And someone was like, what, so you're advocating rape for as a punishment? And I was like, no, absolutely not. It's every... As we kind of discussed earlier um, with punishments, it's it's stuff that the sub on some level likes and has agreed to. Um, yeah, so it, it, they've agreed to it. You might just be again. It's it's a really hard thing because it probably wasn't the best punishment. I probably shouldn't have put it, but it would work in our dynamic. Um, yeah, it would work in yes. And it would if maybe you were tied up. I don't know, but you'd you'd still enjoy it. So it's it's a fine line. It's more. It could be more of a punishment for well, you. I mean, painal is like one of my the things that turns me on. But also, like it's like as a, as a fantasy. In mm. reality, it hurts. You mm. know, and it's not it's not fun. But it's still, yeah, anal can be painful, and it shouldn't be too painful actually, because then yeah, it shouldn't get, be painful shouldn't at be all, painful. unless you want it to be. Yeah, In but some even, cases even then, you, you have do. to be careful because it could really quickly turn into a medical issue. Yeah, yeah. So, like, painal as a fantasy remains mostly a fantasy, just because if you try to make it painful, you're actually going to do damage. So it's one of those tricky mm, lines of mm. uh, fantasy versus reality. But then I think. On top of that, you have this idea of the macro and micro consent and then rape. And this is where consent gets so tricky because even if you have a safe word, even if you have consented to something explicitly and implicitly in that moment, you can still find yourself in a situation where your consent has been violated because you may change your mind mid in the moment mm -hmm. um or maybe there's coercion involved or you feel unsafe like this trick consent is such a tricky thing and bdsm really highlights the tricky nature of consent because you can certainly be involved in a BDSM relationship that on some level you like the idea of and yet you still find yourself in an abusive relationship and maybe you don't even realize that it's an abusive relationship because you just think that you're playing some BDSM relationship and mm -hmm. you're not realizing the psychological factors that are in play and maybe your consent is being violated and you think that you've agreed to it and you've not agreed to it yeah and then it, like, all of a sudden it becomes domestic abuse yeah it's like cults you know they're, they're slowly persuading you they're slowly getting you to do things and you don't know you're being brainwashed potentially and that can happen so yeah, yeah it's not a it's it, this isn't for people who you have to really think 
about this stuff when you don't just fall into it like just really make sure that you that you are into ds and that it's really what you want and that you're doing it for you and not to please the other person because you you are doing it in some respects to please the other person but only if that gives you joy and then you've got to watch out for being codependent and as a dom you have to watch out for being kind of narcissistic you have to watch out for subspace yeah which then all of a sudden changes the boundaries of consent yeah Uh, I think actually one of our community members brought up a good point in that discussion about micro and macro consent that um, basically when you are playing in a scene, um, if you've negotiated the terms of the scene beforehand or you kind of know what's going to happen in the scene, that you don't add something mid-scene, neither party, you know, like you don't all of a sudden try to negotiate, like try to make it more rough or Mm, something mm. you can renegotiate it to bring it down in mid-scene but you never add another element in a scene whether that's coming from the dominant or the submissive because either of them could be experiencing the effects of the scene and not feeling they're not in a right headspace to make that sort of request yeah yeah so that's that's actually a good safety safety tip yeah so if it's a submissive all of a sudden, you know, you're fucking them like roughly or something and they're like, I don't know, I want you to, I don't know, fuck me up my ass. And like, if that wasn't, if that, if that's not their normal sort of, if that's not how they would normally respond, you have to take that into consideration yeah. as a dominant. But I think subs also have to be aware that their dominant may be feeling that sort of same sort of mind altering thing of dom space mm-hmm. potentially mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. it's tricky it's not easy and that's why we talk about this kind of stuff because uh there, there is there is no i don't want to say there's no right answer it's very gray it's very gray a lot of this stuff so all we encourage you to do communicate be as consensual as you can just be mindful um discuss it with your partner don't do anything too crazy with new partners and you should be all right. And there's lots of information on kingyevents.co.uk. That's why I started the site, to give yeah. you all that information and on our Discord server. Hopefully this chat has made you think a little bit about some questions or some nuanced areas that you've not thought of before. And please feel free to ask us any more questions that you may have so that we can do more of these um podcast because it's fun to talk through these like ethical dilemmas about mm. bdsm yes you can email chief at kinkyevents.co.uk with your quest- questions or join as i said the discord and at me on there until next time until next time thanks for listening we hope you've enjoyed it and lots of love and spanks bye bye you're listening to chief from kinkyevents.co.uk helping you create the dom sub dynamic you've always fantasized about.